Welcome to the How to Win at Life podcast. My name is Toby Strong, and I'm going to give you maximum value in the shortest possible time to help you win at life. Here we go. I use a Fitbit to track my sleep and regularly score 90 out of 100, which Fitbit tells me is excellent because the average score apparently is between 72 and 83. My highest score of all time is about 93, I think, and I find it hard to believe that it's actually possible to score much higher than that in the real world because the perfect sleep just doesn't exist and I can't actually imagine anyone getting 100 out of 100. I'm not telling you my score to brag, but more so to let you know what is possible because I didn't start out with a high score, but after a lot of experimentation and trial and error and discipline, I've been able to improve this score over many years. So here are my top seven learnings from focusing on this and making incremental improvements. Number one, track your sleep. This is critical because it's really hard to improve something when there are no solid metrics letting us know that if we're getting better or worse. And when we have scores and metrics to guide us, this is how we learn how the different things actually impact our sleep in a positive or negative way. This is how we improve and this can't be done simply based on how we feel because there's a lot of different inputs affecting how we feel. And there's some amazing inexpensive technology available in this area, so we might as well be using it. Number two, build a habit of going to sleep at the same time every night. If you have any interest in sleep, I'm sure you've heard this a thousand times before. And the reason is because it's so important. To fit everything into my day, I need to get up at 5 a.m. And I've learned to do this, I need to go to bed at 9 p.m., which is fine now that I'm used to it. And when you think about it, most of us don't really do anything productive after 9 p.m. anyway. So I don't really feel like I'm missing out on much. That being said, I do feel like a bit of a loser in summertime when it's daylight saving and the skyline is still light from the sunset. And I can see families and kids playing outside as I'm closing my blinds to go to sleep. But I know deep down that it's worth it because I'm going to have a highly productive morning. Also, something I've learned, sleeping nine to five sounds like I'm getting eight hours of sleep a night, but Fitbit actually tells me I'm usually getting just over seven hours of sleep because it takes a while to actually fall asleep and then we wake up throughout the night. So just factor this into your own sleeping time as well. Number three, set an alarm reminder to wind down. Now this sounds easy, but it can actually be difficult to have the discipline to do this and not simply ignore it when this alarm goes off. I have an alarm go off at 8.30 p.m. every single night, which is a reminder for me to start my wind down process. And it's taken many years for me to get to this point where I finally stop whatever I'm doing Even if I'm watching a great show or a movie on Netflix and there's only 10 minutes left, I've learned to turn it off. Otherwise, the boundaries just keep getting pushed further and further out. And whatever I'm doing, I can just pick it up the next night. So I'm not actually missing out on anything. Number four, read or listen to a podcast to wind down. Now, I hear reading is a great way to wind down, but I'm just not a big reader. So I've always really struggled with this. Instead, when my alarm goes off at 8.30, I head to my podcast and I found this to be the best way for me to personally wind down. But I need to be quite picky in the type of podcast that I listen to. It has to be a little bit boring to help put me to sleep. 
I listen to a lot of self-development podcasts, but my problem is, is that I'm really interested in this stuff. So I stay alert so I can hear and learn everything that they're teaching, which isn't a good way to wind down. So for this, I found that history podcasts are actually best for me. And I've got two links in the show notes to two great podcasts, one of which is Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. And the second is How to Take Over the World. The second one does a deep dive into the autobiography of great characters of history like Napoleon and Julius Caesar. I find these history podcasts interesting, but at the same time, they're boring enough to put me to sleep. Number five, have earplugs handy. I'm a really light sleeper and I live in a touristy area, which means there are always Harley Davidsons and V8s cruising around late at night, which wake me up. So I actually sleep every single night with earplugs in and I've done this for years, but I'm not going to recommend this for you because there could be some negative side effects of this. I've heard this, but I don't know if it's actually true that sleeping with earplugs affects our ear hairs, which isn't good, but it's the only way that I actually get a good night's sleep. So I'm willing to take the risk. Number six, if you wake up in the middle of the night, try the one-two method. Waking up in the middle of the night can be the biggest killer to a good night's sleep, certainly for me. Every night I wake up at around 2am to use the toilet and if I let my mind start racing, which it almost always wants to do, it wants to think about all the stuff I've got to do the next day and all my various problems I need to solve, then I'm not getting back to sleep and my day starts at 2am. I go through phases of being really good at this and then really bad at this. But I've learned over time that I control my brain and my brain doesn't control me. So ultimately, I have control over this situation and it's just a matter of willpower and discipline. So to help with this, I've come up with a system which is quite similar to counting sheep, but instead I'm counting my breaths as I breathe in and out. And I do this as I'm using the toilet and while I'm trying to go back to sleep, but I only count my first two breaths and I do this repetitively. So I'm breathing in, one, out, two, and I just repeat this cycle again and again. And just to be clear, I'm counting in my head. I'm not counting out aloud. My wife would kill me. And the reason that this works really well for me is that when my brain starts racing, I can overpower it with this counting and just focus on that. I actually started off trying to count sheep, but because of my competitive nature, this turned into a game about how high I could count before falling asleep, which completely defeats the purpose of the whole exercise. And this is why the one-two method works so much better for me, because it's pretty boring, which is what we want. Number seven, wake up at the same time every day. I found this to be just as important to going to bed at the same time every night. So now I wake up at 5am seven days a week, but I didn't always do this. I used to allow myself to sleep in on the weekends because I told myself that I deserved it. But after tracking my sleep in detail, I realized that it's actually doing more harm than good because this extra sleep in the morning was almost always light sleep and not REM sleep or deep sleep, which is the most important sleep. And then after sleeping in, I would find myself more awake later that night, meaning I'd go to sleep later and that would give me a bad night's sleep. And then this would just mess up my whole system for a few days. And just so you know, I'm not a morning person and I never have been. So if you're not a morning person, then don't think I have some special ability that you don't have. 
When I was a teenager, I used to regularly sleep until late morning, sometimes even lunchtime. And when I started to work normal hours, I've really struggled with this. And now, even though I love the extra morning time created by waking up early, I still really struggle to actually wake up and not go back to sleep. So my system now is to have my phone and earphones close by. And as soon as my alarm goes off, I put my earphones in and start listening to music to wake me up. And if I don't do this, I'll be back asleep within seconds. So I hope at least a few of these seven points will help you with your sleep. But just to manage expectations, if you start doing these things, you can't expect an immediate improvement. Sometimes it can take a few days or weeks to see the benefits of this effort. And in the meantime, you just have to trust that you're moving in the right direction. All right, have a great week and I'll see you soon. 